listening to The Cubecast. All right. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Cubecast. Uh, here, of course, with your hosts, myself and Chrissy. And we're joined all the way from Vancouver, BC, uh, Wes Rundle. So, how you doing, Wes? What's going on? Uh, not bad. Thank you so much, both of you, for uh, allowing me to come on. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't uh, run it too long. I, I tend to be known to talk a lot. So, uh, <laughs> but either way, I guess that's what I'm here to do, right? So. Yeah. You know what though? If there's a part two, three, and four, that is all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, how's how's things out there? How are, how's uh, the whole like I know that you guys are a bit behind in regards to COVID and stuff, but uh, is it you see light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, yeah, I think so. Like the vaccination numbers are actually past their goals so far here in Manitoba. So it looks like things will be, you know, probably right in time for the cold winter. Things will be mm, fully open. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're we're doing like things are kind of somewhat looking normal here, you know. So it's uh, I'm blessed to be out in the West Coast for a number of reasons, but uh, that's yeah. definitely one of them. Is we've life hasn't for me in particularly I, life hasn't been too hard during all of this, you know. And in fact, it's been very blessed. So mm-hmm. and I'm fortunate to say that. And and like I said, I know I feel for a lot of people and empathize for a lot of people who've gone through the the worst of it. But yeah, I'm just happy to be going on yeah and just keeping moving forward with work and training and everything right so how, how was that there like for training um like origins must have been they were closed for a bit right yeah origins went through its whole just like every province and every country really it went through its its complete shutdown and then it went through its reopening phases and it's still going through that right like there was it, it's always changed it's it's always changing always changing up like depending on the government and and now with the reopening plan that they put in place like in april it looks really good and um i know renee's making the best decisions he can for the public that's that's his main thing and uh, that's right. the owner of, of origins and um and the coaching staff there are amazing uh, in regards to like sanitary stuff and managing numbers and managing masks that's that's a nightmare man managing kids with masks and all this stuff it's just like uh, yeah. I'm, my coaching, uh, I know that's some of the stuff we talk about, but uh, we're going to talk. My coaching got put on pause while I was there just because I wasn't, I was doing two or three classes. So I was like, you know what, like, make sure you take care of the people who need the, need because it was a part-time job for me. So people who needed right. the work, take give them all the shifts that you, you can get them, right? So, oh, um, yeah, well. yeah, so I'd kind of been stepped aside from coaching for the past, since, since COVID, but uh, you know what, that's okay it's i'm a busy guy regardless so yeah <laughs> yeah 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 it's well, for me it's never really been about the money it's more about the com- community involvement the involvement with the gym and uh and then like you know the money's just like it, it's a nice thing bonus aside from that right so but uh yeah if if people are actually making a living off of it i was like please take my classes like you know what i mean like right during covid it was like hours were needed for people and stuff right so because i have a full-time job as well too so yeah um, do you mind uh, me asking what uh, you do for? Yeah, no? yeah, of course. So I'm a I, I'm a health and safety officer. I've been doing that for uh, better part of the decade now, actually. Wow. So I've worked for a few different companies. So I'm not specific to an industry, but I've come into a different 
different companies, right. more so along the lines of construction so far, but uh, just working health and safety. So uh, I yeah. guess that risk assessment kind of comes uh, a little well, natural. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, uh, it, it definitely molds my approach to training because I like to instill that even when coaching too, or like my own personal practice when I'm out in the streets or whatever. Um, I do apply the idea of like risk assessment and calculating that and uh, being able to look at my own abilities and what's applicable to potential and, and how, how it is uh, going to mold into the spot like that you're at. Um, you know, you, your potential is only known through doing that. It's through assessing risk and right. Uh, right. knowing yeah. your capabilities and where you can put certain things and what maybe you need to take away from there and think about how to approach it with a, a method, right? And uh, yeah, the, the two definitely intertwine. And I talk about that with both students, but also more nonchalantly in my profession as well too, you know, where it's like a uh, guy's never been on a certain tool or potentially needs to go out for courses to be able to perform a task or whatever it may be, but taking steps in that manner to, you know, limit risk essentially right. at the end of the day, right? So yeah, um, yeah they're more applicable to each other than you might, you know, you might not yeah. see at first, first sight, right? But uh, yeah, for sure. Well, That's neat. speaking of risk assessment though, then uh, I just rewatched um, Step by Step. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Right? Watched that today too. Cool. Your, yeah, that was really neat. Yeah. Descent training. Yeah. And, man, that's yeah, some that. risk assessment right there. <laughs> that was awesome. I like how hard you trained on that. And then you got the, uh, the uh was it the uh scraper for, for the car and the snow rush <laughs> you're scumming only down in canada like... do you have that eh? like that, <laughs> that's what's in the car right so that's funny yeah you know what um i'm not shy of like so to hit on that right away i'm not shy of like publicly allowing people to see that I'm, i am a bit of a silly dude you know like and things like that as much as that helped it's actually kind of like who I am like I'm just like I won't I'll be the first to grab that and it might look stupid but it, it like it's just what I'm doing that day it's what I decided <laughs> to do right and uh yeah. you know and then you know to that video that was um definitely a practice of of what I preach both professionally and in my pra and in my practice of, of parkour and you know it's it, it was um it was a joke in 2017 that that challenge it was like imagine like if we actually were able to do that like wonder if like you know i took a i took a faux picture actually at like the top level hanging just yeah. so it was a cool picture someone someone was like yeah you should take pictures i'm like okay cool yeah and i actually think i did it for uh a company tilly you know tilly hat yeah i sent yeah. them a bunch like i bunch, i sent them a bunch of pictures and it was at that garage huh. and Seriously. uh it's yeah yeah i sent them like i just did it, like like sent them they asked they like yeah we'll just hook you up maybe with a hat or something like that and actually that never transpired but either way they got a bunch of pictures out of me cool um yeah and but anyways yeah it was a joke and then one day tom and i were there and we did the bottom level tom uh coppola and i and uh we did yeah we did the bottom level and i was like this is this is doable and then uh yeah so i just my buddy rich who i'd worked previously with I asked him if he was into the idea and he just was into filming it. So yeah, it was like five sessions and yeah, did it from the top, you know, I, an athlete, uh, with better capabilities than me probably shows up there and does it on, on the day. Um, but I think that that goes back to who I am. I, I'm, 
had to have some method. I knew I was capable, but the way in which I was, was through a longer uh, preparation, right? Like I had to actually go to the gym um, and, and uh, like set up a scenario that was similar. I had to, I had to go there a few times and really feel comfortable at each level. Um, and, and like, for me, I'm not the athlete to just jump up, to get up there and, and decide I'm capable. It's, it's through practice that allowed me to come up with that confidence. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun project. And I'm grateful that Renee and Origins, uh, they like welcomed that platform to share it too. Cause that was like, that's always right. really important to me, you know, like I don't, for me, I'm not fixated on like views and likes and having a big following and all those things. Like I like sharing my stuff. Um, but when there is a platform like, like what Renee's built, which is not even a, a massive amount, but it, it's decent and it just, it just feels validating to say the least, you know, like, it's like, Oh, like, you know, I accomplished something. Yes. And now it's able to share it with people and potentially people get value out of it or people think I'm nuts. And that's okay too. I'm all <laughs> for that. Like, you know, like that's because I am a bit nuts too, right? You have to be, you have to be to do something like that. Um, and I, I can get pretty dark about that concept, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it, like, you know, yeah. you're up there, you're dropping, you, you got to be okay with dying to keep yourself safe. Right. That's right. like, that's six stories up. If I fall, I'm pretty badly hurt, if not yeah. dead. And, uh, my parents, if I tell my dad or mom to listen to this, they won't like it, but they've heard me talk about it because it, it rationalizes uh, a certain amount of being f- scared for me, right? Because I don't want people being scared for me because like that, that plays into like uh, a non-completion. My, my way of thinking is like, okay, if I fall, I accept that. Now I focus on the task at hand, if that makes sense. I don't know, like sometimes people, it's hard to grasp that, but right. um that concept like of being scared at each step can actually get in the way of completing each step. Like you have to accept the, the worst case to not be focused on it. Exactly. To exactly. Degree. To yeah. degree. You have to right. respect, you have to respect the risk. Like we said, um, when we were talking about risk, if they be able to accept it, but to not let it hinder the ability to complete, I guess. Right. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do. Yes, That's absolutely. That's probably my biggest easy. weakness as an athlete. But then <laughs> there comes like, you know, hierarchy of control is what we use in health and safety. So what would you do first? So you would eliminate the, right. the hazard. Well, you can't do that. And then you go to, can you um, confine the hazard? Well, you potentially could. You can make that path. That path is your best path. You don't want to go over there, over there, but that one in front of you is the best, the best one. And then you would go into like an administrative. So that could be training or, you know, things like that. So that's going each step, right? You know, so you go all the way to PPE. I'm not going to wear a harness. So we'll just get out of there. It's mainly right. <laughs> where you're falling to your luck, uh, your hierarchy of controls. You fall into the training component. So for you, if it's something that you're stuck on, well, then that's like this goes back to the classic like roots of parkour, which is like repetition at certain right levels right and that's that's where it becomes so it's like things become second nature right and then i noticed you had a question about training alone or or with people and both can help in situations like that you know there's benefits to being there alone and doing the best you can maybe at that challenge or in the progression alone and then being there maybe with a few people with the same mindset and then push you to that next Mm -hmm. level based off of all the other components you've put together right so yeah yeah, there's lots to that, to 
getting over that hump that you talked about, Tom. You know? Man. That's that was so true. Good, good, uh, good advice there. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I told you I'd go off on no. some tangents, Wesley, tangents, right? But uh, <laughs> when you were talking there, I can totally feel like your passion towards breaking something down, like that, uh, like the drops. Like you, 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 you even talk about it in um, the video, like where you're gonna place your hands. What's this gonna look like? What's that gonna look like? Okay, I'm gonna start here. Okay, so I'm gonna start on the easier levels, and then I'm gonna work my way up, work my way up, and then, boom, you did it one day. You did it the second day, the third day. You know, it's not something you just, hey, you know, I'm off work. I'm just going to put my bag down and go down, do this descent. It's not like that. People like, and that's the the kind of like expression that we do as an artist is that we we captivate that and say, yeah, it was a first take, but it wasn't. But that feeling, every time you accomplish it, you're right. You're like, woo! Like yeah, every time, sure. like you get yeah. so psyched, and I don't know what it is, but that was a great video. Yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. It was funny, and you know what's funny? It, um, I actually did that with during that time. I was recovering from a pulled groin, and oh, that shit. type mm. of move, that type of movement, was all that I truly felt comfortable doing. So that took <laughs> like a course of like maybe eight weeks of like doing things like doing just rehab for my groin and staying in shape. Mm -hmm. But then the only bit of parkour I could do was that like style of a cat drop. <laughs> right. And that's what transpired out of it. It was like, you know what? Like I was going through some personal stuff in my life as well too, to be honest with you. Like, um, and, uh, yeah, the mixture of those two things kind of like was like, you know what, I'm going to achieve this to prove to myself, Love like, it capable you know capable human being <laughs> right yeah, yeah, so, if, you yeah. Keep, if you have keep on sharpening your mind like yeah. that like the descent like you just achieve your goals even though you do have obstacles of personal life work life yeah. blah 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 dog life you know all the things right, right? and yeah. then you can just stay focused on this one challenge and yeah, i haven't done any really uh i'd say as risky since then so that was like 2019 mm. um that i did that and actually it took like it didn't come out like that was in april 2019 didn't come out till like november 2019 because it was a beast to edit um buddy tyler harder you guys have had him on i've actually yeah. had him edit a few of my videos uh Thanks. that yeah. i've like put out uh just because like i like involving people who uh i like working with people for one and then like bouncing back ideas so that's part of it, but also like Tyler's a professional trying to work in that type of field of work. And I thought like, that'd be really cool to involve somebody in the community. So I did mm -hmm. that with like one of my projects prior to this, the prior to step-by-step -step, and then uh, this one, that one as well too. So it was really cool to work with him and like, but it took a while for us to edit. Like it was a beast and we're doing it over kind of like this cause he's in Saskatchewan, right? So it's like, yeah. I had all these like notes written out and times and then we handed it over to Renee and he's like, man, I hate to make you do this, but you need to like censor the swearing. So like uh, <laughs> just as we were like finishing up the project, uh, Tyler and I had to like yeah. go through and like bleep all the like, cause I tend to swear. I'm, I'm, I'm a swear. I, I yeah. it's like sports. Between sports and like skateboarding, and then like I don't know, like I don't mean to say it like this, but it's like being a boy around the boys. You know, it seems that my 
Sometimes I swear. I don't know. It's more so yeah. when I'm frustrated, probably, but or like being intense. But yeah, I swear. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks no, I, coaching and having a swearing mouth. And sometimes you're like, <laughs> wait, did I swear? Are they? Why are they looking at me weird? Because I'm pausing. <laughs> okay, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah, especially with the little ones. I, I coached like when I remember I was coaching football in uh, like my first year of university. I came home and I was coaching football, and I was coaching kids that were like. 16 17 18 and i was like 20 so i was like yeah i could probably get away with swearing around these guys you yeah, know like yeah. it, it actually kind of was in my it worked in my favor you know nice. <laughs> yeah but um i know what you mean like if you're around like little ones and stuff you never know how the parents are gonna react they've all heard it before yeah. the little ones yeah yeah exactly you don't have to worry about it on this podcast we can say yeah cool uh, so you used to coach football. Yeah, I used to yeah. play. So you're a football play. player. Like I played, I played everything growing up, right? You, you name it. I, I played it like, uh, and I, I say that to people like I'm 36 or what the hell old am I? Maybe, <laughs> uh, so that, no, I'm 35, 35. So I'm 35 and, uh, yeah, like I've been an athlete since I was three or four, right? Like right. you name it. I played it, soccer, baseball hockey um golf volleyball basketball wow. like you know and i played on a team for it probably you know and um yeah, then i got yeah. like a scholarship to play football uh at bishop's university so i was like in my last i played a fifth year in high school of of uh like football so i could get my grades up and then when i got my grade grades up i went to bishop's and i started and i played there um so like while i was there you know you come home you coach it's good like I'm always like, I always like giving back. That's like a big thing for me. It's a theme throughout athletics is like, because my thing was, is I'm not the most athletic guy. I'm like, I'm more of a brain. Like even football playing at university, I was more in the classroom watching game film and, and plays than I was like trying to be like buff, you know, like I definitely worked out and I put my time in, but it was more like being, I played because I was smart, not, not right. Yeah. Like I was like physically gifted. Right. Um, but yeah, so I always like coaching. Like I did the summer camps at our university for kids and um, go back home and coach the high school or coach, you know, the, the the like city league or whatever, you know. So yeah, I always I always enjoyed coaching. So picking up parkour coaching when I when I came out west, um, that it was like kind of it was kind of a given. I'm actually I have to watch it. I was at training yesterday and like I tend to like just give people pointers and I. I don't like doing that necessarily, you know, like, mm. because like, I, I potentially will appreciate it when somebody does that for me, but I also would be like back off too. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. sometimes you want it. Sometimes you don't like, sometimes I don't want to hear it. Like I'm just here doing my thing. Right. So yeah. yesterday I was out training. I was like trying to give pointers to somebody and like, I had to like remind myself, Hey, like that person might not want your tips right now, you know? And, uh, yeah. and so, but, but either way, I've always, so because of that, when the opportunity came to coach, it was like, yeah, I would love to. It's like, it's, you, know, you get to, you actually get to help people, but you refine your own skills when you're coaching too, right? Like you're, mm -hmm. as oh, yes. you're like telling people what to, to do foot placement wise, hand placement, you know, whatever it may be. And you, you then like kind of are coaching yourself, but just not, yeah warming the whole time right this so. makes you re-examine uh 
things from a different perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get like people who excel in class, which is really cool because it opens up your eyes to something that you potentially aren't doing. Like, holy smokes, like I'm coaching it this way, but you're able to do it this way just as good. And that's your own. That's the cool thing about parkour. It's so, it's so individual that you learn from watching people excel too. So, you know, like you coach people to get over the hump and learn the basics. And then there's a point where you're just like essentially like a caddy in golf. You're just like handing right. a club. So I'm going to be able to put, put, put 70% in on this swing and you're going to get there. Right. And it's like, essentially that's like what you're doing with the next levels of kids. Like, uh, cause we have like a, I don't know how you guys have it, but we have like a banded leveling system, mm-hmm. like at origins yeah. where you have to take a test to get the band. So if you're yeah. coaching a certain level, it's like you're the nomiculture, the name, the, the names of the different moves and just like your relationship with the, the um with the student you're gonna know how to essentially set them up for success or challenge or or even failure too right like you want to you want them to experience it all so um yeah um so with your coaching then like i don't know how how big like does vancouver seem fairly big like for people coming out to jams yeah yeah that's that's a so I've been here since 2016. I started uh, parkour the year before I left, like uh, the Toronto area. So I've been okay. doing parkour for about, I think it's like, yeah, seven years this year. And uh, okay. I mean, the videos and stuff that I caught up, like caught myself up on before coming out here about Vancouver, it's the community was very attractive. Like it's probably, right. I, I, I'm living here, so I'm biased, but I think it's like, it is the center for parkour in in Canada, in my in my opinion, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've been yet. Oh, to that, that, that's fighting words. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no. I probably I'm probably maybe speaking out of term, but the only reason why I would say that is because of the weather. We can train yeah. all year round, so yeah. it allows us to like like I don't see people in Montreal getting out, outdoor clips throughout the year. Yeah. They're getting it at certain times, and it's the same with you guys, you know. And yeah. it's it's not detriment to your to your community. It just if any. It, it doesn't hold you back. It does not a detriment, but it is what enhances the community out here and, and yeah. the, the culture. Right. So, um, yeah, anyways. And I think like media wise, like they've just put out more than anywhere else in, in the country. Yeah. I think, you know, origins has just been a big, a big driving force for that in Canada. Yeah. So, so c- coming from that, like coaching or coaching at origins, I'm always curious, uh, talking to coaches at gyms, how they manage to, make or get students to transition from that like formal class setting into the more general community yeah. right yeah so that's a very difficult yeah, you thing asked to about do. the community i went on my history a bit but uh yeah like oh, coming out here experiencing the community was a big thing for me too like that was an eye-opener and you ask about like me i was a student when i came out here but i did like have goals like i had goals to get into the culture of parkour it was just finishing up my first year of doing it and knowing what i kind of what kind of had an idea where i wanted to go with it like i wanted to do some projects and things of that nature so getting involved with the community renee holds like sunday sessions so those are either things that are going to introduce you to parkour as a whole or a way in which you get your students to get out of the classroom you know, it's a public forum. It's not like a cool guy club, right? Like it's, it's the, it's the community Sunday sessions and 
there's like a group on Facebook and I, I don't know, maybe you guys have the same. I know Saskatoon does the same. Calgary, yeah. I'm pretty sure does the same as well too. It's like, that's a good way of doing so. I, I don't know. I think, I think like little things like what Empire's doing and, and Origin's done it for a while too, is like in their, they consider Origin's the hub. It's, you know, it's the, it's the gym, but uh, in that gym, you got to like promote the sport itself, not just coach it. You got to like, like little things like like having a t-shirt yes but like even having a tv running of either your own videos or uh the community videos like like any like you know big store just did maybe every monday you're running the store video you know like maybe every right. you know this type of thing right like it's it and you're subscribed your gym is subscribed to all like dom's video gets run on wednesdays and saturday mm-hmm. like all these things right like you're doing you gotta showcase and be proud right. of the community that yeah. Potentially has the opposite sometimes too. Like you'll hear people like kind of project not like hatred, but like hating on it. Like it's like, oh, there's another like vlog or whatever, right? Yeah, okay. We can all yawn at vlogs. But the other aspect of that is like that is what people are doing in our community. And the ones that are followed the most tend to be the ones putting out the most. So why not lift that up, right? Like and even go as far as like, Say you got the modus on Sundays running, sure, but maybe maybe something that you could do is start like I know uh, Tyler was looking into it is selling modus product, right? Like Absolutely. the way in yeah. which we get people excited is that like there is like um, a culture around the sport. It's not just like twenty four hour fitness club, right? Like it, yeah. it's it's something that you can join. That is like there's other people with the interests not only to be at that gym, but Actually, on Wednesday or Thursday night, me and another class member were going out here too, right? You know, and it's, I don't know. Yeah, there's ways, there's lots of ways. Like, we have quite a, a range of ages in our community, which I I fucking love that, actually. That's yeah. like, yesterday, I was out with, my, so I picked the location. Um, I didn't know if anybody was going to come because it was kind of last minute that I decided to do this. And then these two women, Brenda and Steph, showed up. They're like... I don't want to say they're old, but they're not, they're not in their thirties anymore. Neither one of them, they're both, they're not in their thirties anymore. They were the two that first show up. They stayed for an hour with me. And then Josh Doey and Liam Hodge showed up just as they were leaving. So I was there for the whole sesh. So like such a range of people. And it was a small, that was a small gathering, but it's like, that's what's kind of cool. Like, you know, and different styles of people. But I guess, for the older, you make the culture. For younger, you know, you can set up teams. You can set up, like, right. events um, that potentially get people excited about why they do our training, right? Like, you come to class, you do refine all these skills. You do a bunch of different uh, things within the class and you learn. Where, how do you get people more involved? Well, you got to be able to put that to practice, whether it be a competition or, um, you know, like the community jams or like things like that. I, I guess outside of that, it's all, and those things are all being done. Like all of that is being done. But to me, like aside for some of those like product placement things, but like for me, like, I don't know what else you could do. I don't have all those answers. It's not really something I'm even, I guess like my life balance with what parkour is to me is like, I, I get, I have maybe a bunch of things to say, but I have no like answers for things. And I'm not even like, I'm not even excited by the fact that like I could go and maybe solve these things. Cause I have like no interest in like solving it. 
Yeah. I love pointing it out. I'm like, oh, I yeah. know that could be better. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Just all that, right? Like, I don't know. That's <laughs> gotta, pretty cool. Got to see the problem to solve it, right? Well, uh, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. And like, like I said, like, I'm not, my life's not, I like the one question you asked, it's like hobby or is it a, what is it? What is it? It's like something about being a hobby. Something about a hobby or is was parkour a hobby for you or something? Oh, uh, yeah. Like it's a whatever I wrote an answer as like um for me it's like oh is it a hobby or is it like something that you're looking as as a profession? profession? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me it's uh it's a hobby that I approach professionally. Right. You know, that's That's like that's that's what I because it has made me money. Um, whether that be through coaching or like stunt gigs or like whatever. And uh, like, cause I've done quite a like few of those. Like, I'm not like I'm not well versed stuntman, but like I've done stuff and made money. So the thing is, is like it keeps me in shape. I love it. I get my dopamine, that type of thing. Those all those good, all that good stuff. But I also, <laughs> you know, like the odd time, like something like coaching or um, an event comes along or whatever, and then I'm a part of it. That's and that's cool, you know. Um, but for me, like it, it, it is. It is a bit of an escape. It is, um, it's a, it's a way in which you just get into your own mind and assess some risk, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, uh, that's that's part of all the fun, right? I got this little dog. She's she's looking at me now. You want do you want to say hi to Sky? Oh yeah, for sure. She, she is. <laughs> there you are. Oh, cutie. <laughs> she just wants to talk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. You know, it's uh it's a hard thing to build your community. We're going, that's kind of what this all initially started your, your question there. It's like to get people to kind of not be a, a Tuesday, Thursday night class and that's it. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. How do you get somebody excited? I think also what happens too, is that it is still at that stage where it's either viewed as like a fitness hobby or, um, like a fitness hobby or or kind of or kind of gimmicky it's still in that fringe yeah. spot of like getting over that um and i'm not i don't, I don't know like where yeah it's it's tough there's a number of different avenues you can go to probably get out of that but again like i said i i don't have the answers and i don't <laughs> know if I, it actually hurts my brain trying to think about them too <laughs> well i guess while we're on the topic of uh coaching then has has there been any times or any moments that have left an impact on you that you're like wow yeah like I'm really glad I coached or <laughs> yeah I mean I go back to like one thing like where it's very personal is that it has helped me refine a lot of my skills so like like I said seven years this year and like my year like two round two and a half to like five were like mm-hmm massive development because on my own practice because i was coaching in those in that time yeah right Right. so my progression was that it's like not peak because it's still i'm always progressing but it was on its like most elevated state during my like the coaching right so um that that definitely has been the biggest impact yeah like more personal but then like you know coaching i had an opportunity to coach my own like workshop that was really cool uh, that was actually like in regards to actually like being able to provide information to people. And they're like all first time parkour people at like a nice. CrossFit style, calisthenics style gym in Toronto. Yeah. I was going home for Christmas. 
I think like two years ago or something like that. I forget, maybe two, three years ago. And uh, yeah, my friend Mike uh, at uh, his gym there, he he ended up uh, letting, letting me coach a workshop there. So I did like a, a jump and roll wor- workshop. I called it, mm-hmm. yeah, like set it all up and everything. It's my own. Uh, I have two workshop uh, formats that I have. So it's uh, jump and roll and then swing and climb right now. So those are the two two ones that I run. And uh, yeah, like we worked out just like pricing for students and all that stuff. And then he just had me there and I ran it. It was like a really cool uh, workshop to be able to do. And it was sweet. He already had like a vault box built because he wanted to start doing like some sort of movement class or whatever he just needed to see how somebody might run a class and mm-hmm. uh, like because he i don't know like the gyms are so niche that are opening up these private ones right and you need to offer like so much different like you see these like different forms of movement opening up with like either kettlebells or the different types of weights or whether it be crossfit or you see people doing like animal flow have you seen that like primitive movement type stuff you know right. like people are just offering all kinds so he was like really interested to see what uh, a parkour class might look like out of his gym, right? So it was kind of cool. Yeah. So when you uh, you started training in Toronto, did did you train at the Monkey Vault there? With yeah, yeah, uh, I did. Um, it's not where I started. It's not where I started training. But yeah. uh, I actually like because I was like, it's kind of far from where I was living. Actually, uh, yeah, an hour an hour drive, like forty five minute oh. drive. So where I started parkour was in a uh, uh, the Pickering Athletic Center. It's a gymnastics club. Oh, and right. uh, I actually, it's weird because like there's a guy who's kind of known in Ontario, I guess, for parkour. Like he'd be a, he'd be a figurehead, I guess you could say as well as like Dan, but like Devin Stavert. I don't know if you've ever heard of Devin Stavert. I don't I think have. I haven't no. actually. Devin, Devin, he's like, a, I think he's like an older, not an older head, but he's like, he's like close to my age and he's been doing parkour for a long time. But either way, him and a group of guys were doing parkour at the, Pickering Athletic Center and that's where I like I was just playing around on the high bar there doing like calisthenic moves and I like saw these guys doing parkour and I was like damn like I want to move like that that's kind of cool like they were flipping heavy and stuff so like they really did catch my eye like more so and I realized like after my first year like where I was like primarily just like I learned how to like backflip I learned how to front flip I learned how to Webster I learned how to like side flip that's like my first year of parkour it was like I'm learning how to do these flips I'm learning how to do them off of stuff and that's like what I wanted to do and then when you came out here out west it was a big difference right like that's not what the guys are doing out here and you can even see it in my movement but in saying so like yeah that's when I started learning those things the guys that the athletic center would be like we go to this place called the monkey vault so that's like where i like when i got introduced nice. to dan and i like um dan and i actually like like we always got along he realized i was like an older like when i started doing all this stuff i was 28 so not not older but in regards to the community i was older like right. there's the kids half my age when i was 28 i'm yeah. i'm like more than half like their age now these kids that are in the gym right but um yeah, like Dan was always really nice to me. I we used to go in there as a calisthenics crew. There was a crew that I was a part of, and we do like the bar heavy. And then more and more, uh, I started transferring into like just no, nah, I want to do parkour. Like you know, the guys that I was chilling with, they would all just stay at the bar section, and that's cool. You know what? I, my body type just I'm a bigger guy. Like I'm six one. 
uh, probably like 215 right now or something like that. So I'm a bigger dude. And yeah. like being on the bars the whole time, no, I need to move around and explore <laughs> the space, see yeah. where like the benefits of being bigger are, right? Like, and that was like really what my, yeah. my I felt limited on the bar where like I see a smaller guy and he'd like do all the things that like in my mind I could like, I could create on my own, but I just couldn't physically put that together. Whereas mm-hmm. like, I still had that like mindset and like I felt what translated really a lot in my practice and moving forward in my practice was like relating how, cause I used to skateboard, but relating how to skateboard and how to be like connective and like understand and see like paths and routes. And like uh, that like really helped me kind of explore off the bars. Cause I was like, there's all these obstacles. And like, if you don't have an instructor or a coach, you don't know exactly how to interact with them, but it just felt more natural, like getting off just the bars, right? So yeah, yeah, that was like always really appealing to me. And then, and then, like I said, moving out west from the Monkey Ball, which that first, sorry, it was his second gym, Dan's second gym. Yeah, that's the one that I like started at, and it was like it's in my top five. Yeah, that's a really good gym. Spots. That that's gym was. Gym. Have you guys been there? Either of you been there? I have. Did, yeah, did yeah. You, you had been there. Yeah, it was incredible space. Like it got really hot in the summer because like both yeah, sides were <laughs> big windows, so it became like a sauna in the summer. Like you had to go there in the evenings during the summer, but uh, and like Toronto's got that gross like humidity off the uh, yeah. Lake Ontario. Like it's disgusting in the summer. Yeah. Like, you know. I was there for a summer jam. Oh yeah. Oh, I had to be. Oh man. Really dating myself here. I don't know, seven, six, seven years ago. It was a while ago. It was probably even longer ago, ago than that. But we stayed in the gym and it was sweltering. <laughs> it was like one of the worst. It was two floors though. It was really had. cool. Oh yeah, no doubt. It, it like it was two floors. It was really cool setup. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it it's missed, but uh, it is what it is. Like things things come and go, right? Like it's like spots outside. I heard Mike talking about. Uh, uh, Century Gardens, you know, like I've been to Century Gardens. I went there in summer 2017 and like, it's like, it's sad that things go. It's kind of like mm-hmm. here, uh, you know, like when I first moved to this city, there was this really cool spot, but now I like went back this summer just to check it out. Cause like your parkour vision changes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Your yeah. parkour vision changes. So I'm no, like, really? I want to go back to this spot. I went back and there's all these bushes and I was like, where are these bushes coming? You know, this is like four <laughs> years ago. So these bushes have grown. No one's tended to them. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, I yeah. had something in my brain. Like I was looking at like an old clip on my phone. I'm like, oh, I can do this there now, you know? And it's like, but that's just it. It's like places will change. Like that's the, man, that's the industry I work in. We help demo like what our company, the company I work for does, they cut and core concrete. So we're part of like all this demolition work, right? So I've seen my company just like tear apart spots. I'm like, damn oh, no. like okay yeah. i see how it is but it's like <laughs> that's what it is right we got no control it's not built for us right we are no. <laughs> yeah so if yeah. anything things yeah. are being built uh specifically not for us yeah <laughs> yes. now like <laughs> it's, it's like oh new there's new, some new yeah. development all right oh wow wow yeah railings cool <laughs> actually it's that begs like um Begs a good, like, or if you ever want to check something out, Colin McDonald, he's the guy who, like, helps or maybe was a big part of Parkour Visions. He mm. does, like, a TED Talk on, um, like, city landscape because he helps, like, he helped design the parkour park here in uh, Langley. And I think he did the one that um, Mike was trying to talk about, how they bit from pre, he said, like, they took his designs on down in Utah. 
I think he helped design that one. He helped design like a few parks anyways. And, uh, but he does a Ted talk about like urban landscape and like kind of what you said there just kind of triggered this image. He had like uh, done up like a, look like a wheelchair ramp, but it had like how it was designed to had like additional, like an any day wheelchair ramp out in the real world, but it had like additional designs for it to be played on. No way. You know, like that was his, this concept that he was like, Think about if we lived in a world where we where cities would do things like this, you know, and it's cool. like at the one corner of like the hand railing, an upright bar went with like a lashay bar. Uh, like there was more to the stairs oh, of the metal, you know, it was very cool like design. That, actually. Yeah, it was a very, very cool design. Look that very, up. Cool, very cool concept. Um, yeah, it's a TED Talks. Colin McDonald parkour. I don't I'm, I think that's Thank Colin. You. I, I hope it's Colin McDonald. Sorry, Colin, if it isn't. Yeah, he's a great guy. He hosted us uh, when I was down in Seattle one time. Um, yeah, he, he's been up here a number of times. Yeah. He's it's, a good guy. Yeah. It's an interesting thing how things get designed for just that singular purpose or specifically not to have people like climb or play on things. Yeah, like, I almost I almost like that in the sense I like that things don't in the sense that when you are able to create. So mm. like in 2018 actually probably just like past few years past let's say past four years for me like i feel like i get an in and out obsession with like staircases like i just get yeah. like want to see them i look on <laughs> i look on like a map on google maps and i'm looking and i'm like scrolling through and i'm like oh i gotta go there so i'll drive over there and i do that like that's like part of my mantra like i'll do that probably more than i train you know like i do that because I don't know. I just want to see it and see what the possibilities are. And I get like super stoked about that. And it's even bled into like, I don't know, like I always like being like a, yeah, skate, like having skate background. Like it reminds me of like how filmers work in the skate world. They're like the guys with the spots, you know, and I've been doing that more, even more so lately is like, I might go and just check something out because I know like, Olivier or like Tom might be there or like this is a great like I already have in my brain a video part for Josh we just need to go to the spots you know what I mean because I'm like I'm like oh what is that I'll look on the map and I'll see it I'm like what is that I'll go to it I'm like okay this isn't a West spot but this is a Josh spot and like I'll take (laughs) pictures and send it to him be like yo man we got to get here right so it's like that's that stuff to me like it, it excites me it makes me like I said gets a little bit obsessive um, but I mean, you, you gotta be able to transition out of the full blown activity. And I think that that'd be a cool way to do so is like taking on like filming roles, taking on like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I like, like that word caddy. Like, I think a parkour caddy is kind of cool. Yeah. You show up <laughs> yeah. to somebody who with the ability, you show up to a spot with somebody with the ability and you're like, you're the encourager kind of not encourager because that means yeah. you might be putting somebody at risk but like you're like you're you're the support staff the support, there with the yeah, camera yeah. you're the you know you got the you get the towel on the water bottle there no, I'm, just kidding. I'm gonna steal that term now for sure <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna use that PK <laughs> caddy. Caddy. Yeah, yeah so uh, it's funny because like you'll find spots and you'll be like that's i'm certain good. that in winnipeg you guys go and you're like oh that's like a Tyrion challenge right like the oh, guys yeah, Totally. Like, you know, and you're like, I'm not doing that. But like next time we're with Tyrion, let's bring him down here, right? Like I bet you it's the same, same concept, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure, you got to so feel what, what people like doing. 
<laughs> so, For Wes, sure. do you still find new spots? Like, to this day, do you, like... Because we have, like, some pretty solid spots. It's really hard to get your vision yeah. on, I feel, down here because, I don't know, I'm just so used to all, all the structures. But sometimes I get, it like, a PK vision as I drive by someplace. But do you still mm -hmm. find in Vancouver that you're still picking up new spots? Vancouver's funny. It's, like, such a dense downtown that mm -hmm. most spots are known but what i think happens in the actual city itself is you might have like we tom and i call them uh, not tom so tom like uh coppola and i we we call them yeah. uh, micro spots so they're like micro that's spots. where that Thank challenge you. is that's where that line is that's where it's not like a you wouldn't bring like the jam there because not everybody like gotcha you know what i mean like right. it's a spot that like potentially even too there's like high risk of being kicked out so if i bring 10 guys or girls or whatever mm -hmm. it, we're gonna get kicked out but whereas like if we go to like a prep spot and then go in there and get the like line maybe we're just trying to film there you know like those are those are all over the city in my opinion here at vancouver that's why i love oh, i love man. vancouver for that and then the other aspect of it is like it's not just Vancouver, it's like the greater Vancouver area. So you got like Langley and Burnaby mm. and uh like you got all these like different kind of cities surrounding and they're all like developing big time too. And even the stuff that's not developed is older architecture, which really is friendly as well. So there you can always find more spots, I think. I think you can always, you can, you can always, they're always going to be there. Like, and it could be as simple as uh, a building putting money into landscaping that year. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know, you trim up some hedges and all of a sudden these flower pots and stuff, they're, they're open and available. And, or, uh, you know, it could be a trend. Like no one was going down garages as much as they have in the past you know, like there's a handful of guys doing that yeah. maybe 10 years ago. And now it's like every garage you pass is like a spot now. Yeah. You know? It's like, <laughs> it could be what's trending. Correct. Like all this like Tic Tac and uh, 180 store guys are doing. Well, that makes wheelchairs and ramps exciting again. Right. Like, whereas right. like those kind of died out for probably a few years because everybody was just like, oh, some more vaults or strides yeah. on wheelchair ramps. Like now guys are using them different ways and they become exciting again right so that's what, that's, that's what i love about the sport yeah i love it that you yeah. learn a new move and then the old spot just turns into a new spot because now you're throwing down something else that you have or you figure yeah. out another line i love that absolutely yeah uh, it is true like winnipeg uh, for changing throughout the seasons like if you are here in spring there's a lot more open just because in summer it's like plants everywhere yeah true yeah and that cuts off so many sections yeah. <laughs> and then like you could have a pandemic which didn't hold me back from going out <laughs> it was great actually get to know like quite a few new spots that mm -hmm. we probably otherwise wouldn't have gone to which was very very cool that was like pretty much the so last year i saved up like a bunch of footage and put out a video safety first i don't know if you guys got to watch that but yes i did um, actually i really yeah, like that, that was video. kind of last year's yeah that was fun that was a fun video and that was kind of the product of the pandemic to be honest because like a lot yeah. of that stuff right. potentially wouldn't get to and like yeah. um there was like a lot of scouting that went into that and uh and then fun too it was like more for vibes like yeah. again like i don't i'm not afraid to just people know that i'm like i can be a silly boy 
you know, <laughs> that's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Because at the same time, I can be like intellectual. I mean, like I'm not, I have education, you know, I have that type of stuff, but I'm, I'm silly and I'm, I'm, I can be gnarly too. Like, you know, like, uh, and that's, <laughs> I don't mind falling as you probably saw. <laughs> yeah, I like, I, love the, that. I like to embrace that. Like, you know what? Like people get hurt. Yeah. Parkour is dangerous. It is. <laughs> I don't like when people start with this argument that it's no, it's not dangerous unless you, they start going into what I was talking about. Oh, you minimize the risk. No, but the, the doesn't make it less dangerous it's still the danger is still there and mm -hmm. um right you know what like walking away with smiles is like shareable content you know like that's that's what i'm like so if like yeah maybe you share like a gruesome like i don't know if you saw that um what's his name from uh capstan but like when they oh, the yeah. guy like, walk, like yeah share that Sh because like, you know what himself. like they shit himself and it yeah you can talk about how reckless all of that content might have been or, or not and uh it still they they shared the realism of it and that's yeah. like really important because yeah okay maybe i swore in the video and you don't want your kids to hear swearing well if you don't want your kids to hear swearing don't let them watch my video because yeah. i'm falling too and if you want your kids to look up to me they're potentially going to fall because they're going to try potentially the same types of challenges and the thing is is like yeah, like I'm gonna put that all in there. It's all going to be in there for me. That's that's something. And like, at the end of the day, like I said, you walk away smiling. It ends up being good vibes because that's relatable. Like the, the other day, yeah. we were at this like tree, and uh, we were coming down it, but not from like a high height. Like maybe about a story up, or we were just figuring out a route down this tree. And like, I was like, I was the first to fall, and I was like laughing, and I was like fall a day man you need it kind of, it's a reality check <laughs> especially if it's safe and you roll or you come out yourself out of that right that's like that set the standard for my day like i was i was like more almost like it was like taking like a like a drug almost like it alerts you right you're like whoa okay that can happen like this next one is you know on point and from here on out i'm like watching my footsteps and i'm thinking about that like you know what i mean you're almost yeah. your calculations got a reality check right mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah that's i don't know safety first <laughs> yeah no i love that uh, that was a fun bells. what's that sorry oh i'm sorry um i love that you show the bales is actually i was talking to tom uh before you jumped into the uh skype chat is that i just love that it's real you show the bales and then yeah. you then you see the rest of the footage and you're like ah yeah right on you got that one no you gotta show the bales I don't but like <laughs> <laughs> hey it's not you know what um, again like it's not I don't suggest that or sorry where how should I put it I what well, the way I do it isn't the way everybody should do it right yeah <laughs> I'm never like that of that mindset where I think right. like. Yeah. No, you gotta show that. If you don't show that, you're lying to the people. Like you're just showing the finished product. <laughs> I just like you don't have to do that. Like I just decide to because I think for me, I look, I want to look back at it, and that stuff expresses like the vibes for me of what that year was like for me. You know, and uh, that's how I edited that video because that video I edited, and that's how I wanted it to be portrayed. And it was with my homies. A lot of them helped me film. It wasn't like I had like guy with a sick camera it was my go literally on my gopro the whole thing and like yeah it was just that that's kind of what yeah. i wanted it to be right was, so. it, it was it came through there was definitely like good 
good vibes on that yeah, video. It was, yeah, it was fun to yeah. just fun to watch. We have, we have characters here, like we have some characters. I'm sure, like every community does too. And I'm not saying that that's not the case, but we got some characters. Like it, I think their media portrays a certain way. Like maybe not Josh. Josh is hilarious as he is online, as he is in person. But um, like, yeah, the, it's a good it's a good vibe when we get together. It's like it's, it's hard to get everybody together all the time, but yeah, it's it's uh it's good. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, no, I applaud you for that. Like, I always have to comment when people put up their bales. I'm like, that's that's really solid and good for you for putting up. Because you don't have to. No, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, you know, your, your ego gets a check too when mm -hmm. you post bales. And then that's like mm -hmm. your most hit content. And you're like, fuck. Like, I know. People just like, like people from my past that just follow me out of like whatever and then you they're like like the bail and you're like fuck like that's what you want to see me doing like like i have a guys chat from uh university and none of them do parkour they're all like football guys or whatever i don't like they, we have a chat room or whatever never have they ever shared any of my content i don't yeah. care that doesn't matter to me if they have or not i don't give a shit but the content that one buddy showed is me falling i'm like <laughs> dude like come on yeah but that's okay you know what that's that's what it is every it, it to me you know what um that's okay uh, <laughs> it looks good on you you can take it yeah yeah you know, there's entire tv shows dedicated to failing so well that's oh. it people love it yeah. <laughs> oh wipe out yeah for sure um oh my god i just had a brain brain fart just now I had a question and it just disappeared. Oh, there you go. Luckily, you got a list there. I saw that. <laughs> you got a long list, so it's good. You're good. Uh, yeah, actually, I want to talk about uh, your training year-round. So your winter is there. You can find, like, you find you can actually still train outside pretty decently, or? Yeah, yeah, I think you can. Like, um, oh, yeah, um, I mean, for me, training in the winter and summer, it it really my training outdoors always is about like my general like feelings of how my body are going like more right. how, how in, in relation to my body i'm feeling i've had like surgeries on my one knee i've had oh, injury no. name it here and there like i've like you know i get i have to go see physio regularly you know like and it, it has been right. that way i've been very good like this year about that but uh yeah it, it's usually something i gotta go see uh, physiotherapist I have a good relationship with mine so it as far as the training goes it's like I'm not a, like a jump heavy guy I actually like surprise people because I'm I'm bigger like a bigger dude and I, I am muscular but I'm not as powerful as I like my body portrays like I don't have the biggest jumps at the, the gym and it's oftentimes I'm not even trying them it's not what interests mm -hmm. me really um, and that's due to just like longevity like I, I won't last and there's, again, it goes back to assessing risk. Like I won't, I don't go out to do that because I get, I get hurt. I do, mm -hmm. I do. I get hurt when I put like my max effort jumps and stuff like that. I do, I get hurt. So I really try to manage that when I'm outdoors, indoors. And it's really throughout the year, just like outdoors is like consistent, being consistent with exercises. So anytime I've gone into physio, I've like, I have recordings of myself doing the exercises that I went in there for. I have like, right. I have like, I'm um, on a hard drive videos of things that I've had to do in the past. So I have like, 
you know, an ankle impingement this week, I have like a file that says ankle impingement. I'll just open it up and it has oh, all of these wow. exercises that I've done in That's the past. Awesome. Yeah. And, and the same thing for anything. So I've had like neck issues, knee issues, uh, lower back issues. And like, I have like, that's, it's all, and so people think, oh, you're just putting it online. Like I put, I'll put exercises on my story, but no, I'm actually recording myself to make my, like my roll Rolodex of right. exercises that have been prescribed to me essentially. Yeah. Um, so that's like a big part. Like I do that more consistently than strength training or anything It's more like, it's literally not even hard. Physiotherapist has shown me in the past. Um, and then like, that'll be like a workout, say I'll do, you know, do some stretching or whatever. And then like, I have kettlebell weighted vest. Um, and then, nice. yeah, I haven't like past couple of years, I really haven't needed a gym, um, in regards to like working out and stuff like, uh, mm-hmm. the building that I'm at right now has a gym. So I'll go down sometimes. I'm more so I use the pool. I swim a lot. I do a lot of running in the pool. The pool is, yeah. uh, about chest height. So I actually just do a lot of like bounding mm-hmm. and running and like i get right. like a lot of my cardiovascular uh out in the pool uh so that's like a big big help for me um, can i ask you something and then, yeah, yeah ab- absolutely can you hear us <laughs> christy you there oh oh we lost her cutting out a bit there you can still hear me, hey, Wes? Yeah, I'm good. Huh. Oh, oh hold back? on a sec. I just, I, I, everyone froze up there. Did I leave? No. Yeah, you're, for a bit. You said, can I, can you, you asked me if you could ask me something. Yeah, and then it just got all sketchy there, and I, I don't have you on. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry about Is that. It, that's, that's okay. okay. Answer um, cut here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're going to ask me Tom. something. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can pull it back. Um, so training. Oh, um, okay. So you were saying about doing some, um, training in the pool, like bounding and running. Have you ever heard of, um, Laird, Laird Hamilton, Hamilton. I think his name. Yeah. Where he does the. For some reason it sounds familiar, but, uh. Well, him and Gabby Reese, is it? Yeah. So. Um, they're married and, uh, they do training in the pool. Thanks, Tom. I'm glad that you know about this. So they do the training in the pool. So they'll like, um, jump down with kettlebells or weights in their hands and go to the ground and, uh, bound up with the weights or leave the weights on the ground. I can't remember how it is, but they do all this crazy training in the water. So you uh-huh. have to do like, uh, oxygenating your, your, your body so that you can do all these dynamic movements underwater. Oh wow! My pool's not deep enough to go down that. Like it's literally like a meter, a meter, one point four meter at the deepest. Like I, I, I'm not. It's like I'm at my chest at the deepest point. So it's really nice for like, yeah, swimming, but also like running and like just moving like with my feet on the ground still. Like Mm. you can do like a bunch of footwork drills say like or you know you could throw a ladder down and do the ladder or something you know like you can yeah. do a, a number of things right uh, but that sounds interesting like i don't know i don't i'm always down to cross train like like i mean i played like i said football like if i'm trying to train for power like if i were trying to push my max effort jump i would know how to 
prepare my body to do so because that's what I had to do for football. Like I had to train to run 40 yards as fast as possible and uh, be able to bench as, you know, that's what you could test it on, right? So you bench a certain amount, a certain amount of times or whatever, right? So I have like definitely have the knowledge enough to build programs for that. But I don't know, like, again, I go back to it. Like I only have so much time in the day and Mm. what do I like? focus my energy on to be able to do is like even with parkour is like i feel like i've hit not a plateau but i've hit a certain ab- uh, ability and what i'm able to do now i'm just trying to make sure my body can do all that in any spot that i go to you know any spot right. and i'm not looking to hit the big kong three or the big jump or that sh- massive stride challenge at the spot i'm like usually go to a spot with like a focus of like either i'm putting a move I know I can do in a challenging situation or putting a bunch of what I know I can do across that, maybe that spot. It's usually where my vision lies. And, uh, and sometimes that's boiled from like seeing someone do something on Instagram that you're like, Oh yeah, I can do, I could do that. And I just need a spot maybe to find to do it, mm-hmm. but nothing that's like, again, back to like risk and back to that stuff. Now that's going to put me out from for the next week to walk sky and, you know, I, I have a lot of responsibilities outside of parkour yeah. that like with my mm-hmm. work and everything that like I just yeah, like the riskiness and the the exertion of like some of the challenges are just they get really weighed heavily based on how I'm feeling that day. So mm-hmm. I always go back to that. I could show up and be like, Oh, today's the day that I actually can do that. I feel really good and uh that that day of calculation gets gets done a little differently, right? So yeah. So good. Um, I was gonna ask you then, uh, <laughs> if, uh, for, for parkour training, do you prefer doing like calisthenics type stuff or, or mm. weight training or just parkour to train parkour? I, I think all of it, all, all of it. you have to yeah. do all, you have yeah. to do all of that. Like you need, you need some resistance, whether that be like bands or like I said, kettlebells or weighted vest or, yes. or actually getting to the gym with the dumbbells and the, the barbells and all that stuff. If you feel like that's. Uh, what you need in regards to your goals but but i think a mix of all of it is really important like Mm -hmm. like if you want that biggest jump you got to get out and jump too you can't just rely on like deadlifting and hip thrusting and and doing some kettlebell swings and thinking that that's what's going to do like get you your output your output comes from also practicing the skill along with those things and choosing your day wisely too you can really do damage by weightlifting and then going out and jumping like that that afternoon like some people can, can do it right. depending on where they're at but some people that's going to have a lot like a negative effect and actually maybe even hold you back right so yeah um yeah i think it, i think it all depends on what you want i i'm like so i have a kid coming I yeah have, you do I, I, saw partner, that. I have the dog i have you know rent i have my job my thank you I, I and i say that yes to get the congrats but more so <laughs> display that like the the responsibility to me is like also played in on my like risk assessment hey <laughs> we're going exactly. back this the title of this, this the, the title end. this one's called risk assessment right that's the title <laughs> of this podcast this theme of this one. but no it's true because those things now get in, into the mix right like i think about jonah and i think about uh our, our child and stuff and it's just like yeah like i, I gotta be smart like you mm-hmm. know I, so that's that's important um where that'll find its way to as when the baby comes in i'll know i I like to just go naturally off where i'm what i'm feeling so if it means i 
put things kind of on pause for a bit and just look after a bit of physical yeah. components, that's okay. And if it's something that I can manage and and still be out there as active as I, I am, that that's that's great too. Like both are amazing. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of where where that's, my uh, brain goes. That's cool. It's uh, like more people in the parkour world are at that age of having kids now. <laughs> yeah, like a wild thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's 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 uh, it it's it's gonna be an experience. Super excited to be a dad. Like I've I've wanted to be a dad for as long as I can remember. I knew. Like I mean, I'm an uncle to like several kids, so it's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the next stage for me in my progression, you know, of life. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, it, it it just brings on responsibility till you're dead, essentially. You know, that that's <laughs> like you, you get yeah. a responsibility yeah. now that, and if you don't look at it that way, you're not going to be a good parent. That's right. the way I look at it. Like I'm, I'm going to be responsible for this baby, but I'll be responsible for an 18 year old at some point. And and also helping uh, a thirty year old get through some of the shit that I went through at thirty, mm-hmm. you know, and because uh, my dad was there for me during the shit that I've been through, right? So, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a responsibility that Jonah and I both have now for the rest of, the rest of our lives, right? So it's yeah, we're excited for sure. That's, That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that yeah. again. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah. So I guess besides having a kid right away do you have other things coming up other goals that your videos maybe you're working on yeah it, like I me mean, i always got goals going on in regards to like work career that type of thing um yeah got some uh like we've been filming uh since the beginning of this year so i don't know what it's for though like we haven't really discussed it um, right it's just been good vibes and getting challenges or running sequences or lines or whatever like that like you know just finding spots and it's been it had a really good homey vibe to the sessions we've had um but you know i know each guy kind of has a mindset of stuff that they want to get up to so I, it might be i'm not sure it's it's probably origins related i know that so yeah. that's something to kind of look forward to and yeah. like i continue filming for that um and then like you know stuff i'll post online or whatever it's just like stuff from that I feel like putting out there or whatever. And then I'll save some, I save some stuff that's filmed like really nicely for, for this project that we're, whatever we're putting it together for. And then, uh, I have a buddy who just got like a really sick camera. Like the dude, the guy who filmed, um, step by step. Yeah. Uh, his, he, he and his buddy filmed the last day. So that's why we had the two angles finally. Oh yeah. And, yeah. uh, his buddy just upgraded his kit. I don't know what I'm not a camera connoisseur. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not like I'm not it. So apparently it's a nice camera, and he wants to do like a docu style. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah, I have like an idea of something like that. I I haven't filmed anything in this. I just recently moved in April, and I moved into this neighborhood that I'd never really even explored. So over the course since April, I've trained at there's three spots in my neighborhood that I haven't filmed anything at. And I have like lines or like challenges that I'd like, like potentially this guy to come in. The concept would be that I take Sky for a walk and I show this guy talking to him on the camera all these spots that I want to do stuff at, like donkey yeah. style. And yeah. then like really nicely filmed, he'll film the shit that I do at each of them on a different like day or whatever, you know? All right. That's the idea we have. It might get 
changed to something else. But that was like kind of the initial. Yeah. It's uh, that's what went on the drawing board to start. You know, you do like a like a, a picture board of what the project right. potentially looked like. It's more like that type of a project than it is like homie yeah. vibes, which I don't mind filming. It's probably more benefit to him than it is to me. He'll have that shit all on his like portfolio that he filmed of me, right? Like. Yeah, but right. for me, it's fun because I like moving. I like seeing finished product. And like you said, yeah. you asked about goals and stuff. Like that's each one of those spots has like individual goals of things mm-hmm. that I need to do and get ready for. And like, which is cool. So uh, yeah, that's, that's always fun. Um, it's an art form. Parkour, yeah. Yeah. getting yeah, it absolutely. on film. It's all, yeah. uh, it's all yeah. an art form. That's wicked. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I like I know no one's that's like something that excites me usually. I'm not that person that will find spots and not share them. I share where I find things. I fucking do. I don't like it when people don't. It reminds me of when I used to hunt and like you'd be like, yo, where'd you go this year? And they'd be like, Oh, I'm not bringing you to that spot. Like that's their like honey, honey hole, right? Or whatever. Like for me, like I'm but I know for a fact no one has trained at these spots. And to me, I'm like, I'm gonna keep these like I'm gonna keep them to myself till I can get some stuff on them, you know? Like, cause right. I wanna be like, <laughs> there is something to be said about finding something and being like the first to do. Even totally. The yeah. thing is, what I'll do at any of these spots, again, I'll say it again, cause I, it happened with step by step too. A competent athlete will come in, either do it the same thing or something better or throw right. whatever. And that's not what I'm worried about. I never am. But like, when you find something and you're the first to do it, it's uh, something on it, it's kinda. And it's like half decent. You're like, yeah, that's a good feeling. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. You know I what agree. I mean? Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. That's always hilarious though when you're like drilling one thing at a spot and then maybe for a few sessions finally get it and then the next person comes up and they just do it right away. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I mean, that's a great that's a good thing to like kind of to, to talk about because like I I love that and I. I love that for two reasons. I love that because I love seeing people come with different eyes or excitement mm-hmm. about something you found. And I love that too, because it like tests your ego a bit. You mm-hmm. know, you need that you need to be like tested in the sense that you're like, Oh, that guy's like, or that girl's like better than me or just as good as me or whatever. Right. And then you're like comparing yourself with that person or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You might see like somebody post a clip at a spot that you were at and their clip looks better or whatever. And you're like, inside you're like ah oh, that that person right like that that happens that naturally happens to people right and i think that that to compare yourself in parkour can be a very dangerous hole to get down because like physical ability and like mental ability differ from individual to individual uh, like so much and that can have like a number of things it can be your size it can be your age it can be your experience level it can yeah. be like so many different things and like getting into that trap of like like seeing somebody come to your spot and like hit that tack pre that you like took a while to get like if anything like to me it allows me personally and why i say i love it is because it allows me to practice like being humble being appreciative of what i my process being appreciative of like well that guy wouldn't know that guy came to my spot that i found i found this spot he wouldn't even known about that yeah (laughs) i didn't find you know there's things that you can be like happy about right where you don't have to like be the person that like is comparative and i think that 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 constrains people's um progress i actually think that i've seen kids come into the gym that are like well i'll never be good as any of the modus guys so 
you know, they're like 16 and like thinking about going to somewhere else. And it's like, dude, like by the time you're 18, your ability could like triple. So it's like, you know, you never know. Right. And like to discourage yourself based off of like something you're watching or like seeing person like in first hand, it's like, it can be really, um, Hey, this is this, this is a sage thing, isn't it? This is like the sage advice, isn't it? But no, to to discourage yourself from, discourage yourself based off of like comparing yourself to others can be like uh, a very bad space. Like I, I yeah. just like um, I've had it happen and I like actively work mm-hmm. to work on it. You know, I think that's like potentially hitting your thirties. Like ego check has like been probably totally. my biggest growth in my thirties yeah. is like ego check. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it's just, some of it's just not good energy to be using, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just the the aging, aging thing. It's like, well, if you're, it's not the same. You're not the same person you were ten years ago. It's not the same body or the same mentality. Yeah, you but can't, even you can't that, compare. That, I throw an age there for me because that's the learning process. But I think it's applicable even at the age where you're at your best. Because the thing is, somebody's gonna come yeah. in and be better. Oh yeah. It's the, Always. I used to have a coach. I used to have a coach who said this, we all got into a fight one night. Um, and with the rugby team, we, we got into a fight with these guys. Right. Mm. And you know, it was a brawl. Like we, wow. we got to like a six on six guy brawl. It was really actually pretty, pretty bad. And we all had to sit in this classroom with all the coaches on both teams. And my, my coach got up in front of the room. He's this Big, big black guy. His name's Leroy Blue. He played for the Edmonton Eskimos. He's like one of my favorite coaches I've ever had. He's just huge, huge man, okay? And he told us in front, like after all these lectures and stuff, he says, you know, the one thing you guys got to take away from this is you can think you're the baddest motherfucker on the planet, but guess what? You turn that corner and there's going to be somebody there who's badder. They're going to be bigger. They're going to be angrier. They're going to have had a rougher childhood or a – you know, me yeah. uncle or whatever it was that made them somebody who's way, way better than you, you know? And it's like, that always resonated with me because it's more than just like that fight. It's more than just like, um, just like what he's taught, where, where he was actually talking about. It's, it's, it's the sense that it's like, you, you can be smart. There's potentially going to be somebody out there who's going to match you or is going to be smarter. You can be, you know, a number of different scenarios there where people just knowing that that's out there is an important lesson, you know, um, and not comparing yourself to that, to that yeah. when it comes across too, because you are, you, you're, you're an individual, you're going to excel in other areas. And um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm start, getting on to that sage advice. Yeah, I was hard just right now. Start yeah. tying up your identity in these things too, of being the best, maybe locally or something, you know, like, oh, yeah, I am just a shit and then when ha- someone cool. will come along and then you're gonna spiral <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and it could be pretty ugly too that spiral downward you know like reality yeah. a reality check can be like um a, a swift kick that somebody needs or it can be something that puts a nail in a coffin yeah it could be both right and uh yeah, yeah it's it's uh stuff you that's why i think like having a mindset prior to that is really important and understanding like acceptance of your own individuality and, uh, and your own capabilities and whatnot, really trying to self assess before you compare. 
you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's even uh, probably a good idea in general for people not to tie their identities into one thing too much. That's true. Yeah. You know, especially people say, ah, well, I do parkour. But then you might uh, not be achieving things as fast as you want. And then you start to lose interest and maybe like, oh, man, am I not a parkour person? But it's like, take a step back, you know? Like, yeah. You yeah, don't have to true. be all all in all the time. Like, uh, you know, it's okay to dip back. You know, there's other life things that come in. True. Yeah, it's all right. You're you're absolutely right. You know, like other things can influence progression too, right? Like that are outside yeah. of outside of the the sport itself. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, Christy, you've started doing like some kung fu and stuff, right? Like that is going to affect how you do parkour. It's going to affect how you train. It's affecting me around the house, just the way I plant my feet. Mm. It's nuts. And then doing like all these other training. But yeah, um, I think parkour is always going to be around no matter what. Like you're training. I feel like I'm always training for the next parkour thing to stay mobile, you know, like like Kung yeah. Fu. Like I use those movements to kind of be softer in my parkour, you know. I, parkour really can be like karate kid learning right you know like wax on wax off it's in the everyday <laughs> right <laughs> it, it's yeah. so true like i well, i do a line yeah. differently now because of that yeah oh i i often will like to people who are outside of the sport so mm-hmm. like for instance like i was talking with a guy he's like he's on the emergency response like swat for like delta police holy and i was telling him you know he's like pretty heavy day heavy duty kind of dude i was having barbecue with him and i was telling him i'm like it's it's like a discipline i'm like i'm and i'm telling mm-hmm. you that the guy because i was trying to tell him like training for his him and his team they could benefit from just like learning some of the basics Absolutely. of what i do and i was like you know what and he was kind of laughing he was like well like he, he had that office mindset right parkour parkour right like and yeah. i was just like okay but like it is like a dis- there, there's discipline to it and and it's more along the lines of a martial art in regards to how disciplined someone could take it right and uh i mean i've never practiced martial arts so i don't maybe i'm out of line of saying that but i i think oh. there are similarities i guess oh, you'd say. Right. Not, it's sure, not exactly yeah. it's not the because there's similarities in all there's similarities in most extreme sports have similarities to parkour mm-hmm. You know, but but so do martial arts. So do um, you know? So does gymnastics in a sense too, right? Like okay. it's not the same thing, but there's there's processes and progressions and um, risk assessments and uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, it's like it's it's all there. It's all there, right? From all these different things and and an actual fact aside from the physicality, that's why I was able to kind of pick it up so quickly too at at 28, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if there wasn't those similarities, then it. it, it people wouldn't excel at it who are coming from other places in life. Right. So, um, which we obviously know is not the case, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think there's a girl, there's a girl who was like a skier or something like that from Colorado. I forget her name. She did really well in speed competitions. Uh, pisses me off. I don't know. Anyways, she did really well, but she came from like different background, not even gymnastics, you know? And it's just like, she translated other skills to be a good speed athlete, right? And that's like, everybody's like, oh, she hasn't been doing parkour. I often would get that in my first few years of parkour. It's like, oh, he's a football guy. He's a football guy. 
you know, from people on like the community. And it's like, yeah, I'm a football guy. I'm like, so like, is that bad? Right. (laughs) Because like the the common, but the the common like conversation that happens with people, how they got started. Well, I never got accepted on a basketball team. And, uh, you know, I'm like really like introvert kid and parkour (laughs) was my only outlet. Right. And like, I needed a sense of community. You see these like stories all the time. I don't have that story. You know, mm-hmm. I was an athlete. Yeah, I yeah. needed an outlet. I was getting overweight sitting at a desk and I needed an outlet. Cool. I needed something, right? And that's, that's, it went from like calisthenics to thinking that and then realizing, you know, it's not for me to doing parkour. And it's like, that's my story. So it's like, if anything, my athletic background and like the sports, like I said, that I've done, like somebody who potentially has done Kung Fu and understands the disciplines or, or some sort of Taekwondo or martial art or done gymnastics or done any of the sports that I've mentioned to you that I've done there, you, you translate things. Like it's, it's funny. Like I remember when somebody was teaching me like a 180, like a, like a cat 180, I like, they're getting me to like drive my knee and my hips. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of like when you open up when you're playing football, you're running backwards and you got all of a sudden like catch up oh, with somebody, right. you like open mm. your hips, drive your knee. And like right, right away, I was able to 180 in my, like I was like a beginner in this class and all of a sudden I was doing 180s that like a seasoned practitioner is doing because I'm physically capable. I just needed to like translate a skill that was from something else in my past to that current situation. And I think that that happens for a lot of people's progression. So like you're saying, Christy, like with the discipline in your home, like grounding your feet, you're doing that because now you're you're taking what's from the class and you're translating it you're into right. your daily your daily basis. So yep. yeah, it's obviously yeah. yeah, it's interesting that way. No, I think you nailed it. Um, I think uh, everything translates the same. It's all encompassing. If if you're doing rock climbing, you're helping your parkour. You know what I mean? And so like that that lady um that was a downhill skier and she did really good in speed competitions. Like yeah. You, People just see things from a different... I'd like to encompass everyone. If someone's doing, like, archery, I'm like, you should come do parkour. Like, yeah. I don't care what you're doing. Come yeah. do parkour, because you have probably just the sick movement that no one's seen yet. Mm. Mm. True. Oh, that's cool. Really good accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Precision, we yeah. call it, right? Just dial <laughs> it in. Like. Yeah. Your feet are the arrows. <laughs> <laughs> Become the arrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be the arrow. Um, so I want to talk to you too about um, competitions. Uh, you've oh, yeah. obviously you've helped uh, at NAPC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've both like competed in some of the NAPC circuit. So yeah. do you do you guys know much about like any like about sport parkour league or the NAPC like competitions. I mean, I follow how it all, all works, that, all that stuff. No, um, I don't know the guts of it all. Well, maybe it's a good opportunity. Just like yeah, if anybody's absolutely. listening, they can understand yeah. like what uh, what. So Tom and Renee are. Renee owns Origins Parkour. Tom is a uh, one of the coaches there as well too. He's like one of the head coaches, and then like. Uh, uh, they own Sport Parkour League with uh, Dylan Pollen, who is uh, the okay. owner and head coach over at Hub in Boston. So what they do is they run a circuit of qualifying events across North America. Um, yeah. So if you're a gym, you're in North America, 
and it deems like after they have a conversation or maybe get you to answer a certain amount of like preliminary questions about the gym, your location, all that stuff, like your community, the level within the community. If you've had gyms where people are like from other communities have come as well too, they probably want to know a bit about that. And then, and then they deem you as like a, a gym that could hold a competition. So then Renee, right. Tom or Dylan or all of them will come to the gym and hold the competition there. It's a qualifying event. Usually the qualifying events, there's a systematic approach to points that get you to the finals. Right. So within like the certain competitions across North America, then it, 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 they hold the finals in, in Vancouver and it's accumulation of points or on-site qualifiers. Um, so yeah, like, and what I mean by like people coming to the gym, why they ask is like, will talent be drawn to the gym? So it's like they hold ones where like they know like, other communities potentially will be there where there's going to be it's going to up the like level of talent at each qualifying comp because like right right it's to no offense to committees or communities i think it's more about like they want to display a certain level of competition at the finals right you know? and because it's, it's like one person from a smaller yeah community. which i do actually have a solution for um and i think they're working on it as well too so we can talk about that in a bit but i'll just talk about the competition so yeah like and you asked if i've been to them so i've competed down in like seattle they had on they had a qualifier i competed down in portland uh oh. i mainly just do speed when i'm competing mm-hmm. uh but i i'm i'm kind of over competing it just gives me it brings out certain animal out of me that i'm just like not into anymore like i'm not uh, into that yeah. guy anymore he he's super hard on himself and he i don't know you just like it's just not a good headspace for me i love i love spectating i love being involved to help so i transitioned yeah. cool. into like volunteering with spl the sport parkour league and their their competition so that's brought me down to like uh like i went down to texas down to the uh tempest gym down there helped out i helped run some competitions also down portland again as well uh but yeah that's been awesome like i love doing that stuff Uh, and even i was like kind of headed up first aid and physio at the main competition as well too so that was kind of my responsibility was just like looking after the athletes that way so i got some like tv time on the napc like uh like the finals yeah. Like I was like on the, I was on like the live stream a lot because I was always like there for the athletes and stuff. Yeah. Really <laughs> uh, to give them chalk and like, uh, like you know, I was the caddy. I kind of was a caddy. Yeah, you were. But no, that's those those events are always really fun. They're so community involved in the sense that like, like Tyler was behind the camera at NAPC. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like. There's like all these athletes that are coming together and just like helping out run these like organization or events. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Like I've I've enjoyed competing uh, as well as being a part of them. And they always go like hand in hand with like a jam or like you know just people training outside of it and stuff like that. The the finals is really cool because that's when all the international athletes come. You get to meet like people that yeah. you see online and stuff. That's that's kind of cool. There's definitely. Um, characters like any community our, our greater community also has like lots of characters um spent a day with dom tomato and, dom oh, yeah. and uh, uh you know he's a character like they yeah. Yeah. like you know, it's pretty cool so it's cool to like to to be a part of all of that um what i was going to say though is the way in which you get this type of format is at your gym and like i think canadian gyms haven't really bought into this it's really kind of disappointing for me to see that i've always vocalized that like why 
or I breathe or um, your guys, what's the gym called there? Like Sage? Is it called Sage? What's the no. gym? One, oh, one day maybe, but uh, yeah. what's, what is Next the gym week. that, what uh, is the gym that you so like there was uh, Stratus. I, I I don't work there anymore. But, oh, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's the uh, scoop, 204 but... parkour too. Yeah, yeah they, they shut like, down. Either way, um, I don't mean to say it's disappointing, but it's... It is. It, you know, we have gyms across the country. In my opinion, this is where that, like, there's a bit of a fracture in the Canadian community from mm-hmm. my point of view mm-hmm. in the sense that, like... There, there could be more buy-in to that, but I also see it as like potentially a town pool isn't there. So it's mm-hmm. nice to see the gyms there. What I think could be like of benefit is holding community competitions in the yes. same format that SPL does yeah. and not trying to stray too far from it. I, I like that. I don't think that, I think that you can have a competition. If you wanted to have a tag competition at your gym, you should do it. I'm not trying to say that there is a, that the NAPC format is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. What I do think though, is that that format or the three components of that format, speed, skill, and style are the way in which parkour should be competed. I so agree. it's like, and with those types of parkour based courses. So it's like, you could have a speed, but like it needs to have variables. It needs to have like what you call like choke points, meaning like it's not just a straight line over walls, like a fig, typical type of fig, or even like, you know, just like hop the block. You see these like very like linear, like it right. needs to be, it needs to have Dynamic. components in it that makes every athlete either have an advantage or not. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's the way like a speed course from my understanding goes. I'm sure there's more in depth on that. And then also too, like skill, like skill is how people have a tendency to train a certain, you know, a lot, amount of people have a tendency to train by setting up challenges and trying to do them and complete them. Right. Like that's kind of what skill is. And then also with style, like style, do you guys watch Red Bull or motion? Oh yeah. 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 So it was very good. It's great to see how athletes display it. Like the boat was kind of gimmicky in the sense that for me it was so <laughs> linear, like it, there was, it was very huh. linear course. Like it was very unique, but it was very much like meant to, it was set up for them to do that on meaning like the course, yeah. in my eyes should be set up that it's hard to do what they were doing. Do you understand I what, what I mean? Was, like not yeah. taking away from what, no. what, so let me reword that. No, you what they were doing extremely hard. It was very, very hard, but this course was set up for them to kind of have that like linear path like that whereas yeah. like courses that i've seen anyways that sbl sets out it's like there's like levels to it you got to start like up here like and make your way down you know and it's it's more kind of i don't know it just seems more true to what you see everybody training gotcha. that makes right. sense you know yeah. and i get like it was meant to be gimmicky it was on a boat it was meant to be gimmicky but for a competition for the best competition in the world i don't know if that yeah. is the best choice to display I, I what the athletes are if they do that at all for like judging reasons like yeah like gymnastics would be like just the far extreme of that right of like everyone's on the exact same apparatus exactly. right yeah. yeah right that's or the hard thing for to... courses is consistency right. it's like what like it, how regulated do you become like for like skateboarding for instance like a half pipe is a half pipe right like you get into mm-hmm. the street you get into the park right those are like the three ways to compete but it's like 
they're set obstacles, set concepts. Whereas yeah. like the best speed courses are speed courses that you only see at one competition and you never see that speed course again. No. Yeah. That's the best, that's the best type of speed course, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to yeah. have the same speed course every year because you potentially are going to know who's going to win every year. Mm-hmm. Like there's like high potential. Whereas like if you come in and it's a new course, well, you don't know if Brody Pawson's going to win or if Joe Hendo is going to win or what it could be based off of uh, a certain component of a climb in that like course that screws everybody up. Right. Or whatever. Anyways, it's just like, there's a variability to each course that's being set up that isn't so predictable for, for like the audience. That's you want to make it like people on their toes, right? Like that's the other thing is what SPL is trying to do is it's palatable. You know, it's trying to make it that it is palatable. Like it makes sense, like in regards to how it's designed. Right. So that's like something I think is so hard with parkour competition. Um, For it to progress, it needs to be palatable for, for, people like for my dad for my dad or like not even my dad because he my dad would watch it because i'm involved let's say my neighbor donna next door you know (laughs) she doesn't know i do this shit and i need to figure out how it's palatable for her and how do you do that i i don't know simplicity of design simplicity of design and simplicity of concept and like the biggest struggle i think for any of it is nomenclature on how we speak about it so meaning like move names and like Mm -hmm. like there's no discrepancy on like yeah just that like move names you know or what constitutes like how how you judge too obviously is a big thing but like what constitutes judging on regards to like how how you are putting labels on different like moves or types of movement so that like I can now relate to it. I know that that's a lache. I know what a lache is. You're not calling it a lache, and you're not, and you're calling it a swing. And you know what I mean? Or or a kong. What is a kong to a cat to a cat safety vault to a slide vault? Right. To a, you know what I mean? You start getting into all this stuff. It's it can get confusing for somebody, right? So it totally it's like how far how far and deep do you get to make it? That uh, that was a that's what she said thing, but. Uh, <laughs> how far do you get along before it's like you've lost the normal person, right? I was just watching this thing on um, the Olympics. Uh, it's on my screen. That's why I'm looking at it. The Olympics just put out a video about the three new sports. So there's surfing, skateboarding, rock rock climbing are now in the oh, Olympics yeah. this year. Yeah. And they did this like hour and a half special on these these kind of counterculture sports now being becoming <laughs> Olympic official it's actually really cool but tony hawk's on it and he's talking about like his time at the x games and like that 900 and like how like everybody related to it because it was like this guy's going up and he's going 900 degrees so there's a not only was that like one of the first times the x games was on espn it was on espn across like the country and it was like everybody was like watching it and bars and stuff and like people understood like that he's going around like a certain amount of degrees. And it's just like what they did there was like, they labeled the trick in a way in which I can completely understand. And now you're putting it on these big screen TVs where like, now I can see it. And there's like two components there that allowed it to be like palatable. Like it was hyped up. And then like, 
understanding what was done was simple. It wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, Tim Champion, he cast back and swung out and strided off that bullard and then preed the little lip on the garage. And it's like, the <laughs> fuck are you yeah. talking about? Like people don't know what that, you know what I mean? So it, a lot of sports are a, really simple too, right? Like look at hockey. It's like he passed, he shot. Yeah, like, it's like, it's tough, right? Like what I think like for probably the biggest success, it's going to be like speed would be a, to be a true parkour competition would be speed would mm-hmm. be the most palatable. It makes the most sense. It's the easiest to explain where like the, like I talked to you about a choke point in a course, right. which mm-hmm. is like the hard point for people to get around or get up to or whatever it is that's easy to explain. So it's easy to explain the difficulty of a course. And yeah. uh, what I was going to say is that like, I don't, I don't see any true parkour competition being as palatable as that. Unless it's like here, you can get into an argument, but world chase tag could be something that's palatable. But for me personally, that is a tag competition, not a parkour competition. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking exactly. So I had this like debate with people because I'm, I can be a bit of a troll sometimes, but <laughs> the idea is that like anybody can play tag, but not everybody's joining in on like everybody could be in a speed competition. Not everybody's joining a speed competition. Not everybody's probably going to join join world chase tag, but the athletes who will uh, excel at world chase tag are parkour athletes, yeah. but You'll see if that became something that's like high paid, you'll see a lot of people dipping into it. Like yeah. that be it's going on ESPN and people like will get paychecks because of that. If that's the case and they look decent like amount of pay, you'll see like CrossFitters, you'll see you will people from all different like the American yeah. Ninja Warrior people, all those people they'll all totally. try and build teams. They will. I, but well, those people really won't come over and do a speed course, you know? No, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's true. Tag, like World Chase Tag, it's, it is parkour almost in its purest sense, right? Like escape or reach, right? Like yeah. classic parkour. But then you're right. It is, it is tag. It's, it's tag. It is it's tag. Not, it's not. And they do that. If it was a parkour competition, it'd be like World Parkour Chase Tag. Right. Why is parkour <laughs> not in the name? It's not a parkour... I, I might get a lot of hate for saying this, but I, I really Probably don't not. care because the thing is like, tell, t- tell me how it's not a parkour. Not tell me how it's not a tag game. Yeah, it is. It's in the that it's parkour. In the people labeling. excel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I heard like, I think it was like Jimmy the giant and he said like, this is going to be the next big parkour competition. I'm like in my head. I'm like, no, no, no. that's, it's going to be a, a tag competition that excels on TV. Yeah. Because parkour athletes are badass and competing it, in it. It, it even kind of comes that's back where to I, how people define parkour, which is, I think, still an ongoing issue yeah, in the is. parkour world now. Like, it's changed. It's not A to B anymore. That's true. Right? Like, it's, it's elevated. Yeah. People are still kind of unsure. I still, again, I would say, like, if, if you're playing Floor is Lava, okay. Are yeah. you, are you, is that a parkour game? Well, that's a, it's a, see, it's a tricky thing because it's it like is. parkour is just movement, right? So, yeah. But everything it's, involves it's the label. Movement. It's the yeah. label. <laughs> yeah. But for composi- competition, competition's sake. You're right. 
it is a label. It's you're trying not to touch the floor at certain spots. The floor is yeah. love. It's not parkour. It's a game. It's like children. Because you see those viral videos, right? Yeah. Like floor love, and everybody jumps up and all that stuff, right? Like, but yeah, that's what I mean, right? So, it, this is again, this is not a thing that I can solve. We won't but I'll give my two until, cents about uh, it. Because I, I do feel strongly that that's not, like, I will say like, that opinion that I just held about World Chase Tech, I like it. It's cool. It's cool to watch. So don't it is, and, yeah. I have friends, and I have friends who compete in it, and they yeah, excel, and they're getting paid, maybe getting paid or not. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe by sponsors or whatever. I hope I hope, I hope yeah. that somebody's getting paid. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Somebody yeah, should yeah. be getting paid. <laughs> but either way, um, like, that that's just my opinion on it. And the thing is, if it can create a career for parkour athletes, that's fucking dope. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's, that's cool. So that's, I don't know. It's not a complete negative uh, viewpoint on world chase tag. It's just like, these are things that need to be like clear in regards to parkour competition growing. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if that gets lumped into as a parkour competition, it holds back the other ones that are more true to what we're doing. It was the same right. thing with when Ninja Warrior came out. All these parkour enthusiasts came out and tried to do the course. And, uh, you know, you just saw, like, your best athletes show up. And it wasn't parkour, but they were showing up for Ninja Warrior. Same with the uh, World Chase Tag. You know, they're they're showing up for that, too. It's not parkour, but they're showing up for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear There's, you. like, guys, like, the guys in Colorado there, they built the whole World Chase Tag, like, Oh, um, yeah, they had to set up court. in, like, our backyard. They built it, yeah. They built, like, uh, Rob Schill and, and, like, a few of those guys. They, oh, like, built, they built the, like, they got all of the, like, all of the measurements to the course or whatever, the World Chase Tag course, and they built it in their backyard. Yeah. That's one thing that could uh, be a little, Americans. A little, <laughs> Americans. <laughs> a little conflicting, too, with course design, right? Because that's the same every single time. Everywhere, right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. So um, if you, if yeah, you another get thing a train on that, like, that's almost a guaranteed win, right? So like, you can space it out. You have it mapped in your head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It well, you just, see, like, I've seen guys, like, training. They do some, like, it looks like, it looks like cross-training. Like, I've seen guys in that backyard they set up like agility ladders and they'll run like agility ladder back and forth and then run part of the course and then come back and like they like got to do like cone touches for like yeah. they're like practicing to evade you know like yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, pretty, yeah. they're taking it serious which is cool like that's yeah. but to me like you're just you're taking what you've done with parkour and you're applying it to this sport which is yeah tag you're playing tag now now you're taking your parkour ability and putting it in the game of tag and that's, I don't, I mean, who am I to say that there needs to be a distinction between the two, but I think that it's unfair to the grassroots competitions that have already been being built to say that that is how you're to compete parkour. That's, I guess, what I, my yeah. final, my final point. <laughs> <on that. laughs> you're bringing up some major controversy here. This is oh, be- I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, I, and again, like, I'm not saying it with ill ill heart or anything you know like if somebody oh, yeah. wants to tell me and how i'm wrong and and why then that's awesome cool. <laughs> i'm glad that you're open that's cool <laughs> yeah 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 i mean yeah there's so much stuff like things will probably never get settled or never. it'll be years down the road like or maybe never maybe no one will ever agree on any one definition of anything yeah that's true yeah and it might just always be open to being like philosophical about it all and that's if that's what it is, that's cool too, I guess. Yeah. 
<laughs> we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but is uh, about Canadian parkour content. Yes. And how there's not very much of it. <laughs> right. Like content or, or, or just like... Or even like or... Aw- awareness. Awareness. Oh, you know, awareness. Like, I think yeah, yeah. people we've talked to internationally, I mean, some of them have been to like Winnipeg or whatever, yes. but there's still not a lot of like attention on it. Like more people are more aware of the US and of course the UK. Mm-hmm. But how how do you think that can uh, change? Like, can we connect, you know, Canadians with each other more? Yeah, it's an interesting thing, right? Like, you know what we have this guy. You know, we have a disadvantage. We have a disadvantage uh, here as far as like space. You know, like we're so far apart. Like, yeah. normally in the easiest of times to get out, like to out east or out west is like it's it's a it's just it's an expensive ticket right and uh like that's tough i think you know the competition circuit like if you got a gym like look it into it like what you can do to hold at your gym and that could be something that brings people up from like if you're on the border closer to the border like could bring up people from the states to your competition if you have a qualifier you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's a big thing like um but i i don't know i i i think like i think we're at like a stage two where probably the next five years there's potential where talent will get developed and that's that's a big thing too because like i think we've hit a generation that has kind of like they're going into the like the older heads that were performing at high levels in Canada are now older heads. So we're waiting for like, I think we're at a point where we are waiting for a next generation to either be the guys who, and girls who stand out as far as Canadian parkour go, or they're the ones to influence the next one that will potentially, or if ever do, Um, you know, like it's hard to say, right? Like um, I'm often, I'm often like curious as to why like the, Montreal scene seems so quiet like you know you get like your Matt your Tams your unit 45s but like like a guy like Mish like he had the potential like I feel like like a decade ago or maybe a little bit less that Mish if he was right now and into being like very much into the media he could be like a guy who's very much like world class like mm. even back then he was world class oh yeah you know yeah. and uh i would say even like if he trained for a year in the physical shape he is right now i don't know how much parkour he does right now but i'm assuming it's not as much uh i could be very wrong about that but if he like were just to say you know what i'm just gonna do parkour this year that's what we're gonna tra-. he could be like world class world class i've seen the guy in person yeah. he the monster yeah. you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's up there with the chin champions and the joe hendos and the you know like these names that are very like household um not household but like no parkour like household yeah. uh, parkour. Just, <laughs> parkour household names you know yeah. uh yeah uh but yeah i mean and he's canadian i mean it, it's funny like i remember even jesse sky sky I remember even like Jesse Peverell, uh, one time at our motion, he had it that he's from like Switzerland. I'm like, no, nah, man, he's Canadian, you know? Then the next oh, yeah. year it said Canadian. Wow. So maybe like, maybe it was way, 
he, I think he has a dual passport or something like that. I yeah. remember talking to him. But either way, like, so you could say he's Swiss, say he's Canadian. But, like, he's Canadian. He was born in Canada. He's a really good athlete. He's competed at Red Bull or Motion. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it's funny. The algorithm works in mysterious ways. They're... I think that we have beasts here and uh, oh, you just oh, probably sure. will never hear from, you know, like you got some in your community, those young guys that, that are in your community. There's uh, we got some guys out here that are fucking incredible athletes. Um, even guys out on the Island too. Some guys that are like well, gnarly, like they do some gnarly stuff um, like capstone, like capstone kind of stuff. You know, I'd say <laughs> like they do some things that are kind of like, Whoa, that's, fucking gnarly and uh and also very good like i don't yeah. know if you know rodrigo pampin you ever heard of rodrigo Pamp- pampin uh he's oh, a guy God. to look out for like or just go and look up he's been doing parkour for some time rodrigo he's from vancouver island and the guy's like he's a master dude he's just awesome and like, i don't know like it's tough to say how it takes off how does it when there's like already like the staples of the community in regards to location right like yeah what sport are we other than hockey like the you know <laughs> the sport right i don't think yeah. i think it's like it's tough right like i think that you just goes back to like building your community you know in the best ways you can and um just like yeah like i, I don't know like yeah that's that's yeah. i don't know if i have an answer for that right because it's like yeah you look at it like i said like if you look at all sports we're kind of we got athletes that go places, do things, yeah. but like our aura as a country yeah. is never really. That's true. Even when you think about the Olympics, right? Like Canada out is there, but most of the time, even it's like the athletes are like, well, you're just happy to be here. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. win. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's you get the like... odd, you get the odd one punch out and like. Yeah. Winter Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like we need a move, like a certain sequence or style to be called the Canadian. Oh, that's the Canadian. You pulled off the Canadian, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Just Sensing to get it up cannabis in this, in this equation somehow, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have to start off your run with a blunt. <laughs> this is, uh, this run is brought to you by CBD. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Like, there's actually like something there too, right? Like, um, I know uh, Higgins, like Sean Higgins, down in uh, I think he's down in Colorado, but he like he was tied to some sort of, if I'm not mistaken, he was tied to like some sort of like CBD cream or oil or something like that. I think there's like something to be said about like specific types of sponsorships that don't have anything to do with clothing or shoes. You know, right. like. Mm-hmm. I've often wondered why like parkour hasn't gotten more involved with like, like I know there's like, like Jason balls involved with like GoPro or like, I'm surprised more parkour brands or teams or media, like media companies that are parkour based aren't more involved with like, can like, I know there's been collapsed, but like Canon, Sony, Panasonic, yes. GoPro, like this, this is where the money really is in regards yeah. to the things that we use. If you think oh. about it, like like Apple, uh, I, I, have an, I have an iPhone, I used to have an LG. Like, I know there's been collabs, but why are we not like, why are we not more involved with like a phone company? Yes. You know, like why are we looking for like 
uh, why are we looking for some brand to give me my gear? Like half the time, like I know you have a question about parkour brands. Like I like parkour c- clothing and stuff like that, but I'm equally as happy as buying a twelve ninety nine shirt from yeah. Winners and getting it dirty instead of like an eighty dollar shirt because of shipping and duty. Yeah. You're right. And I want to support you, but Same. you're all the way in Thailand or whatever. And like, yeah. I love that. I will buy. The other thing is, I will buy that. I do Same buy here. that. But the thing is, is that like, I don't think that that's like necessarily prosperous for the like for these like brands or th- like things like that. Like, it's not long term unless like you can get it that people are watching it. But we're like, that's what I think. There's more opportunity in the. Um, media companies that we like pretty much everybody at a jam you show up somebody's got a nikon or a canon or a gopro or whatever right everybody's got that not everybody's wearing store you know right but what's the one thing we all are doing we're all filming we're all using these cameras right so why is it like yeah i don't know i don't know how that would happen but that like could be something like you know like getting in with like a canon rep or getting in with like uh i don't know like more mainstream brands which sucks i know but like that's how it happens like everybody hated when nike came in and started making skate shoes same with like new balance and all of a sudden now nike new balance adidas Mm -hmm. all these companies they are the like if you're not on those teams you might catch some flack being on them but like you're getting the paycheck you know and um, i don't know like it's it's tough right like the other thing is i like I would love to see it that like, you know, Dickies, say like a company yep. like Dickies, they weren't a skate company originally, it's but all of a sudden stuff. now they got skate teams, they're doing videos, mm-hmm. guys got their own lines of clothing with Dickies, you know, it's like, like it. why, yeah, why, why can't that happen with parkour? I mean, yeah. if you see like ads, like for Vans, I watched, I looked at this ad for Vans, I saw like a big billboard, it's these kids, they said it's like on our way to go surfing or something. Like in the ad, but they're fucking doing step faults over a wall, like on their way to a beach. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's this kid, like he's literally doing a step vault off the wall and the other kid's like running in front of him. It's like shoes to the beach uh, or whatever, you know? And it's like, no, no, shoes to do parkour, right? Like it's like, <laughs> so yeah, it's tough when you want to support the community and these brands coming up and things like that. And like, and again, if I like it and I think it's good, for me, I will buy it because I'm fortunate that I make money, you know, and I can do things like that. Like, I'm not I'm not a rich guy by any means, but, like, if I can purchase uh, clothing that I know I'll wear and then I'll, I'll buy it from the companies. There's some that you obviously see with the quality and stuff like that, and that's getting a lot better. But, yeah, yeah like, <sighs> for something to blow up, I don't think it's, like – we're not going to create a brand clothing brand out of Canada. That's going to blow up in parkour. I, I don't see it happening. I don't, I don't know why I just, just like, wait, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like if it happens, that's awesome too. Let's at the hope, same yeah. time. Right. That's, that's yeah, the same. Right. And I would support it. If I like, <laughs> if I like the clothing, then I would support it. Um, like I just, uh, I'll just wrap that up. I mean, uh, yeah, I, Again, I would go back to saying like I would always like support and show interest in something like that. I I don't see it. I don't see the clothing brand being the thing that draws atten- people's attention to Canadian parkour. Right. You know, like I would see it being like a group that explodes explodes talent wise, a group that gets connected with 
companies that would then put them out there. But I don't see it being like, hey, we're selling like shirts and pants and, you know, we have great cut and so, which again would be awesome to see. But I don't see it being the thing that elevates us because it's been done and there's like, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. if for Canada to take off, it would have to be something that's like no, no other people from any other country are doing, you know? Yeah. I think, I, I think like, I mean, obviously the well-known places out here, right. Is like, everyone knows like origins and the monkey vault because they're super, you know, <laughs> awesome facilities yeah, and they host empire. events. Mm. Right. Yeah. Like that's the big draw. Uh, yeah. An empire now added to that. Yeah. That yeah the gym free. the gym scene definitely is like the north american thing and that like that might even end up being something that really rises is is competition right like it, if we can get more people buying into these more gyms buying into the concept of holding competition that falls into the like circuit of of something that's already happening then yeah. that that could be something that definitely draws attention because like the other thing is Calgary is a beautiful place. Yeah. Winnipeg yeah. is Winnipeg's actually like it's a hole, but it's a beautiful place. <laughs> yeah, it is. If you've never been there, yeah. if you've never been there, it's a beautiful place. Vancouver is a beautiful place. You start bringing in people here, not even based off the talent or anything, but just yeah. to come to a competition. Like people want to come back to Vancouver that come from like the UK or like from down south or whatever, right? Like they want to come back. Um, and there's a reason for that, right? So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'll be able to be there right away. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah, there I'll you go. <laughs> um, uh, I think we're going to uh, get it down to the uh, top fives. Yeah. We, okay with you, and, uh, oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> All right. So uh, top five athletes. Who are you following? Who inspired oh, yeah. you? I wrote these ones down. So I oh, good. Forget. Right on. Okay. Top five athletes. Okay, so I did like two that like pretty much are they inspired me to like start. Oh, so Oleg Vorzlov, of course, and Jason Paul were like those are like probably for me like when I started they were like the ones where I'm like you know that's pretty pretty dope way of moving. Oleg was it's funny like I started and Oleg was already like somebody pretty much wasn't even training anymore you know so it was like. Right. I just saw his videos and like the out of time, obviously. And I'm just like, yeah, this is sick. Like, that's so dope. And then like Jason, like Jason experiments a lot because he's practicing longevity. You can see it in what he does. But if you see some of his, like the stuff where he throws down, yeah, it's, it's like, you can tell that he like pioneered connectivity, right? you know, and parkour. And that's, yeah. something special it's like i once like heard dom talk about uh jason like when we were we were all hanging out here after one night at napc and he's like jason's probably one of the most surprising athletes you'd be around because like you think you write him off as this guy who's kind of like doing breakdance moves and right. like you know like and then he'll do like a big lash a challenge or like a massive jump that only a few people are doing and you're like holy shit like you know and and that's that's kind of cool. Like I like that about him. Right. So that's, yeah, those two inspired me to get moving and like, I don't know. I, I like, I always like their style. And then I like Orlando DeVoe. He's from fat from team fat. Oh yeah. 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 Orlando. Oh yeah. He's, he's dope. He, 
I like the way he connects move his movement. I like his movement choices. And I like that he will just he potentially has the biggest jump out of the group. And also <laughs> like can do pretty much like anything anybody can do, but he has his own style. It's pretty dope. And then uh Josh Barnett from Store. Yeah. He's my favorite store by far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He again, he's surprising in the sense that like if you watch those like competition videos that they do, he always like performs fairly well when you think like you kind of write him off because you don't see his movement as much. You often will just put out like a lot of creative stuff, but he's really good at like descents and he's good at uh mm -hmm. like connectivity, which are things that like I relate to. So I, I enjoy right. watching him. And then like the last one is Joe Skandrit. I like watching Joe Skandrit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like I like watching him, and he's like he's just like a powerhouse. There's something about him. He he has very like rugged like flow. Like he doesn't have like his connectivity, but he again I think he can do pretty much a lot of what other people do. Maybe not his running, jumping, and stuff like that, but like as far as like flips and like ability to like block out fear, you can tell yeah. he's like pretty fearless, dude. Or he yeah. might have a lot of fear. He just handles it really well. Yeah. With yeah. the descents he's done, he's yeah, uh, wow. it's pretty wild. I'm surprised he. I, I thought he was gonna get on Red Bull. It looked like he was being sent cans at one point a couple of years ago, and I, I guess that like fizzled away. Hmm. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's put out a lot of viral clips. He's gnarly, <laughs> yeah. he's gnarly dude. He is he's gnarly. Yeah, but I mean for me, like there's obviously a lot of people who move and inspire and things like that. But like I'm a uh, I, I, I just appreciate anybody who's doing their mm -hmm. thing, you know, like, like a guy like Bob Reese, I don't relate to Bob Reese cause I don't right. plan on doing a lot of the shit that he does, but I <laughs> appreciate crazy. it. And it, and to see it is like, like, I remember watching Alfred Scott the first time and I'm like, what did I just watch? Or like Sean Batista, mm -hmm. yeah. like watching them in person and you're like, Oh, holy, I'm never going to be able to do any of that, but that's super cool. You know, like it's super cool. And like, I think that that way about like, I don't know, like Daryl Stingley, you know, like he, he can do things that I'll probably never be able to do, yeah. but just his fluidity and like the way he moves, like is inspiring, right? Like there's, there's things about it that I'm like, oh, I might be able to add like a bit of that, not what he did, but like that swag or like the way in which he like pivoted on his quadrupedal or like the way, right. you know, like right. he took that impact or whatever. Right. Like I, and then there's like, there's other athletes like that too. Like, you know, like I like watching like Mark Bush from uh, Ashigaru or like Matt McCreary's again, two guys that are like super creative. I like probably have like way better ability than I do. But again, like I'm a bit bigger than them. So if I can take right. some of their like little guy moves or, like fluidity i'll, I'll add yeah. it and make, make my own thing about it right you know so that's that's kind of like types of stuff that i get inspired by yeah same very good um i guess we'll, last one here is that just your top five training places oh yeah the places either places right? you may like either have trained <laughs> at or that you just want to yeah i mean ubc ubc is like multiple spots awesome it's my favorite spot like it's it's the best place for me to go to there's just so much variability in what you're gonna find and like tom 
has been going there for over like 10 years or something and we find new challenges every time we go there oh, you know there's like it's it's uh it's and you never like it's rare to get kicked out it's like it, it it's just heaven it's great <laughs> uh freeway park is pretty cool like i haven't i trained there a couple times now down in seattle Mm. and it it's fun there's like it's almost overwhelming there's so much stuff uh but it is really like it's something to go and see if you're like on the pacific uh northwest and why borders are closed right now but if you can make it down there ever it's really really a cool. spectacle it is grungy and certain times of the year it like can be but what parkour spot really right. i think that <laughs> like is a require i think it's a requirement you know? it has to be pissed <laughs> off have a little bit of grunge <laughs> it, right like um there's a place here in north or in in vancouver it's called leg and boot i'll, t- I'll potentially take you there tom it's really cool uh, it's, it's just like very basic but very like there's just lots to do in one spot that's in the city it's like very cool a lot of variability um awesome. origins origins is like yeah. my spot yeah, you have to put it in. yeah I mean, it just changed my life. The whole gym itself—it's oh. like it is the, it is the dojo. It is the center hub of our community here, and like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's always changing. Renee is like, Renee is like a scientist, a mad scientist when it comes to his <laughs> gym. He's always changing it up, right? And he's created like this environment there with the kids, with the adults, with, um, mm. just like a whole community that is inclusive of everybody which is so amazing too it's like i had somebody come up to me in class and like silently correct like language that i was using in a class to be more appropriate to like pronouns and stuff like that and like Mm. i i just like i'm so grateful for that like that could have been a fiasco potentially where i get in trouble or something but they like you know like that's just the type of community is it's like it's just very open and accepting of like not only the people coming in, but like I was making a mistake and the person just came up and like so politely like they could have easily like ostracized me and like, you know what I mean? Like it's just right. very inclusive. Yeah. It's very inclusive places from both sides. And that's an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. Like I love that about origins. And uh, yeah. So that, and then the last one for me uh, places is monkey vault the original one yeah of course yeah two gyms uh i was i was hesitant to put any gyms on my list is because like i am like a streets guy i i believe in the streets i I had to put two gyms on there but i'm like so like i'm i'm very much about the streets in terms of like practicing but uh i mean those places i hold close to my heart because they have like Mm -hmm. the biggest influence on my progression and like to what I love to do with parkour now. And I, I, I credit them for that. So, um, especially origins for sure, but yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we're already past the two hour mark here. Oh yeah. <laughs> I told you I was going to talk you guys years off. Yeah. That's no, good. it's, it's awesome. That's I all loved solid. It. Yeah. Um, cool. we mentioned oh, a few different videos and stuff. So for anyone listening, I'll try to, I'll put those in the, in the description and everyone should definitely go check out all these videos. They're, just fun to watch they're just fun you know <laughs> they really are Thanks, man. yeah yeah um so do we want to do the sage advice i know you mentioned something yeah there. we can't we want to tuck that again or no yeah, i don't mind i mean for a new practitioner um 
I just keep it simple. It's like prepare, prepare to laugh. Like you got to <laughs> laugh when you're starting. You got to be able to have an open mindset to, to yes. just being, being a goof. It's going to be, it's going to be goofy at first. And then also to be prepared to fail amongst that laughter, like be prepared oh, yeah. to, to <laughs> fail and to suck. You yeah. know, um, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, it's like those it. are really important because, like, those the, the your ego can yeah get get you out of line in regards to like your safety and whatnot, and you just need to know that those you're gonna laugh, you're gonna suck. So that's that's what's gonna. I love it. And if that deters you, then you probably shouldn't do it anyways. To be honest, then like that's it's kind of like you gotta you gotta be willing to do to do both. So and then for somebody who's like trying to take it to the next level, is is uh what did i say i said something kind of i did want to hit it so i didn't want to um oh yeah so you want to be you want to be okay with like taking your time like things things take time and you you need to be okay with that like practice your your patience Mm -hmm. and you need to be methodical and calculated those are like things like if you want to take your to your next level you need to have a method and be able to be calculated to actually be able to perform at the the next level and in regards to that and along those like that progress you need to be able to practice confidence but still remain humble so allow yourself to be humbled by like like failures allow yourself to be humbled by um other people's influence uh and and just i think that those things allow room for your growth for your success uh yeah that would, those would be the two sage advice for me <laughs> nice people are getting their money's worth <laughs> oh there you go you're like a parkour spiritualist like oh, just, yeah. like, like all the things you're saying today is like it just really um just it really attracts me i i, I oh. everything that we we've talked about i agree a lot of topics upon and thanks for being on the program. Like, oh yeah, yeah. no, thank you for having me. Um, and you got to come back. Yeah, yeah, you right just on, let me right know. On. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a real joy. I really, I really liked um, checking out your perspective on a lot of things, and it really opened me up to like where I'm at and uh, where I can be. To tell you. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if you're ever out in Vancouver, hit me up. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll get together and jam or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I know you're coming out, Tom, but yeah, if you ever come out, just let me know. Sick. Cool, I definitely cool. will. You'll be the first. Nice. Right. Uh, so for the people uh, listening, where, if they want to find your stuff, where should they uh, hit you yeah, up Yeah, just Instagram's the easiest. Um, mm. Wes Rundle 41. It's the easiest thing. You can hit me up there. And uh Check out Origins uh, mm-hmm. as well too, the YouTube channel. If you get a, we we do vlogs and Renee's doing a lot of work there on the channel as well too. So, um, and I, I'm certain our project that we've been filming for will end up there, and other ones that I've been a part of and help film and stuff too. So, right yeah. on, I'll subscribe. Yeah, for right. sure. Cool. All, All right, right, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks for, again, Wes, for coming on. Thanks, yeah. Wes. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.